ready for some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach, Al Gross, with Derek Kennard. Welcome to another show. Monday night, we got two Monday night football games in the NFL going on tonight. And DK, it looks like we have an end to an era. 297 games with Mr. Controversy. Well, I don't want to say controversy. (laughs) Mr. Brett Favre himself with 297 games. What do you think about that? Well, he held out all the way till the very end, and he did. Uh, he did sit this one out. His uh, his streak is to an end. It's two hundred and ninety-seven games. You know, even I can't attest for that many games in the NFL. That's a long time, brother. That is, and you know, if you play two hundred and ninety-seven games, not only is he playing in two hundred ninety-seven, I can see a kicker or something, but he's playing quarterback. And the hit that he took, uh, I think. Has to when his wife looks at that and he gets during the off season looks at that he has. To. I don't think anybody be going down to get him out of his house this year. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a tough hit, man. He took a, he took a brutal hit on that right shoulder. That was his throwing shoulder, and uh, it's a, it, it has set him back quite a way. So hopefully he'll be available next week. But right now he's uh, he's sitting this one out, and the Vikes is up three to zero, and in, in, in this first quarter, and uh, man, what a game uh, this uh, is turning up to be. So well, enter Tavares. Jackson, he's got his chance, and I think uh, the smart thing to do would be to let Brett Favre go ahead and uh, uh, acknowledge all the uh, the the attention that goes with playing 200. I don't think it's going to be a long time, or I don't even know if guys need to play that long to to beat that kind of a record 297 game. That's up there with Cal Ripken and some of those other uh, records uh, for longevity. Now, be, now I want to ask you a question. You played 12 years. I played uh, 11 years in the NFL, uh, 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 two uh, years in the USFL. So I know you NFLers don't thir- count, in, count that, but there's a whole lot of us NFLers was over there in the USFL. Yeah. We was doing our thing, shaking our money, making doing our thing, baby. <laughs> and it was, it was really, uh, uh, financially speaking, they were really keeping, um, keeping the NFL honest and the USFL did bring up the salaries of, uh, made it competitive for the NFL that, uh, that most of Mark, just in the entire NFL Players Association, uh, uh, you know, praised us for helping them bring their salaries up because, you know, they were they were stuck in the medieval times as far as uh, financially paying the players at the time. So yes, we did uh, help raise those salaries for everyone involved. Yes, we did, including uh, myself. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, so you played thirteen years total mm-hmm. in the trenches. Now, yes. what would be the longest that you how many games were the, the longest that you played without injury how many years did you go where you didn't miss a game or well, I'm just trying to give people an analogy of how close how how significant that record really is well, I think I played uh, six years without missing a game, and uh, six years. yeah, I went six years without missing a game, and then that was 
that was uh, mostly with the Cardinals, and then uh, of course it went went to the to the uh, New Orleans Saints uh, after '91, and uh, yeah, that uh, yeah, that was a, that's I had a streak going there for myself, but uh, I that's uh, about a hundred games, DK. Yeah, that's yeah, close that's, to a hundred games yeah. if you're doing your math at home. Right. right. So uh, are you going to be hearing a lot about Brett Favre for the next couple of days on ESPN uh, and NFL Network. I, I'm going to almost guarantee you you'll see clips from him from way back when, and uh, that's that's a significant feat. Now let's move on to uh, the action that happened yesterday. And uh, all right, we, I know we got we got to travel south to to <laughs> Texas to your boys and and hear about how Michael Vick uh, uh, put it on them. So go, go ahead and have at it. Well, you know, Michael Vick did let us have it, uh, uh, but we uh, we kept him honest. We could try to contain him, and, you know, you can't stop him, but you can't contain him. So and that's what we were trying to do uh, yesterday. But, you know, their special teams uh, uh, showed up yesterday with the Philadelphia Eagles. They, 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 uh, they showed up and played very well. And, you know, that uh, the Jackson kid, uh, I thought he was down and out with Deshaun that ankle. Jackson. That's yes, a barrier, barrier guy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then, you know, that. That kid, man, he's just he just keeps showing up. But uh, he always does something controversial with the goal line. He always falls backwards or drop the ball or throw the ball out just before he's across uh, the goal line, and 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 it makes it a controversy. He got flagged yesterday for that, and of course that became a controversial call. But um, why just? He couldn't just cross the goal line and score. He gave the uh, Cowboys an opportunity to possibly come in there and and do do a little something to uh, get back into that game. But uh, uh, to no avail, we end up turning the ball over again, and uh, you know the case of Ra. So now that the Cowboys are playing better, but they there seem to be is it two and two under Jason Garrett? Is that is that correct? No, I believe it's uh, one and two. No, 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 it's three and one. It's three, three and one. So. No, they lost two games since yeah. he's been there. Well, 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 let's take it through three and two then. Three fella. and two. Yeah, okay, yeah, so well, it's well, three and two but, with uh, Jason Garrett. But, uh, so but, uh, what's your what's your uh, is the jury still out, or is he is he uh, going to be the coach next year based on the performance of the team so far? Or can they find better or do we need to bring Barry Switzer back? <laughs> um, no, I don't think they're going to bring Barry back. Barry's in uh, in, in retirement for uh, forever. Uh, you know, it's, it's, I believe just listening to Jerry Jones' tone, he, he Jerry Jones is he's going to um, uh, do, go through this process, this hiring process that he has. But the jury's still out for uh, Jason Garrett. He's not too, too confident to to give him the reins. He's going to still look around and see who's available. And who may come out and uh, and uh, put themselves in, in a situation to be a part of the Dallas Cowboys? Well, we got three games left to go, so like we like we said, the, uh, the, he's the jury's still out on on Jason Garrett. Now, but he's a front runner. Don't don't count him out. Don't well, count him out. Yeah, he's making I, some. I think I think I would think believe Jerry's going to give him the job. To tell you the truth, yeah. now we also have a oh we have a caller Tracy from Arizona. Tracy, are you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. How you doing, Tracy? I'm pretty good. How you doing, there, Clark? <laughs> What's going on, Tracy? I kn- <laughs> man, I, I knew that was you, big dog. How you doing? <laughs> I, good, good. I, I wanted to get your opinion on uh, Trashard Choice getting Mike Vick's jersey right after the loss. <laughs> 
you know, you would have done. I, no, 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 I wouldn't. He have done. asked me for my jersey when they came to Cleveland. You guys don't know <laughs> about know, that. I don't. Uh, I don't know what. I don't know what the kids' <laughs> train of thought was with that. You know, because I I wouldn't go and ask for uh, uh, the winning team's uh, uh, quarterback jersey after he won. But you know what? You know, some guys are they're, they're football fans of a, of a. Of uh, other NFL players, and they they admired the guy way before they came along. Because Michael Vick's been he's been in the league for a while, and, and when this guy came out, he was probably still in high school, and now he's out there in the NFL, and he's looking at this guy and saying, "Wow, I remember remember this guy when he came out at Virginia Tech and." Became a first-round draft pick with the Atlanta Falcons, and now here he is. He's right here in my face, man. Give me that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> well, DK, I want to ask you a question on that. Now, we all grew up watching certain guys on TV, and when you get into the league, you see names on each and every team that are household names, so to speak. Sure. How did you react to that? Well, you know, the, the, the wow factor came to mind with me with, with Bo Jackson. Uh, you know, Bo Jackson came along after me, uh, a couple of years after me, but, uh, man, I still marveled at this guy being you such a. To get his, you wanted to get his yeah, autograph? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had to. I had to. I did get his autograph, and, but, uh, what, what really calmed me down with that is I couldn't get past his stuttering impediment that bothered me. <laughs> I'm like, man, Let's go, man. Let's go. Just because a man stuttered, man. But, man. you know, he's one heck of an athlete, man. I love, I love the way the guy pl- uh, prepared for the game, and he's a student of the game. So I've, I've really admired him for that. Now, when I got to Cleveland, uh, and actually when I was in Dallas, Tony Dorsett was there. We had Too Tall. We had, I mean, Roger, Star- no, Roger Starbuck had just retired. And Tony Hill and Drew Pearson was there. I'm going to tell you how we do it in Stockton. I was trying to tear somebody's head off during that yeah, time and, yeah. and cover them and then yeah. Franco and all these guys. And, and if you go into their shell shock thinking that uh, these guys are, are, are superstars, if you don't elevate yourself to, the, to that level, I, I don't agree with him getting the jersey on national TV with no, the cameras no. on uh, and that type of thing. But at the same time, he has a right to go out and, and get his as friends. And, you know, there's been some exchanging of jerseys sure, uh, sure. over the years. So right. uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with it except for how he did it. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Everybody has their they, – they, they can be a fan of uh, – current players while they're playing but you know I'm competitive I'm very competitive I don't want to I don't want to talk to you I don't want to I don't want to have none of that conversation no, see, that's, that, that's that, that, that Conway coming out yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we getting ready to get it on baby Tracy how you doing big guy what's what you got on your mind you got some of that Carolina Panther stuff in, on your mind you want to get out of, get out of your system no, no. Carolina you better okay go there's ahead no I'm sorry there's no need to talk about the Panthers tonight there's no need to yeah, <laughs> yeah the Carolina Panthers uh, well, you think they're going to have a new well, we know John Fox is just a, a lame duck coach. Who, do you have any oh, preferences? Wait a minute now. Hold on. I have to defend my coach because he's been great for that team over the years. We're in a rebuilding process just like some other Dallas and Cleveland-oriented teams. Um, oh, yeah, man, we're going to we gonna rip the – we got to get on the browser. browser. So we got to get back together. Yeah, oh, man, you got a long way to go, brother. Might be another ten, twenty years before Carolina get that back together, big fella. Now, Bill Cowher has a home in uh, North Carolina. Is uh, is that is that the move to make now, for the he, rebuilding he process? Our defense. 
You don't think you don't think that's a better head coach than John Fox, or you 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 got uh, uh, you got John Fox's jersey over at your at your house or something? To give Bill Cowher a chance to come down there and rebuild that defense would be a great thing for that entire team because that's what that's what we're known for running the ball on defense, and we ain't been much, doing much either the last couple of seasons. That's why we playing like the Browns. But wow! Look, let's move to let's move to Cleveland. Let's move to Cleveland because I've been. This is something that's been on my mind. I watched the game and I was over at at Hail Marys here in Cleveland. A great great bunch of people over there, and there were a couple hundred Browns fans over there. And I couldn't believe the play calling. The mm. play calling mm. that they. I mean, I thought I was watching a high school team by the plays that they were calling because they didn't allow the team to throw down the field, mm. and uh, the, the 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 play calling was so stagnated. It's no wonder that the Browns lost. Now they're not supposed to lose to Buffalo. Yeah. And when you think about how do you beat New England, and then right. you turn around and lose to Buffalo, it has to be basically the play calling. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the only reason. It's called letdown. When you have when you have games you're supposed to win, you 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 having a letdown after being so high and feeling so good about yourself after winning against uh, the, the the Indianapolis Colts, and you turn around and, and you lay an egg over here with the with the Bills, a team you're supposed to beat. You know, and it, you just get too drinking too much of that Kool Aid down <laughs> too <laughs> down much there. of the Cleveland Kool Aid. <laughs> that Cleveland Kool Aid, big fella. <laughs> Hey man, I want to thank you for calling, Tracy. I appreciate you calling and 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 uh, giving it to me about the about the Cowboys. Yes, we did lose, and I don't did the Carolina Panthers win this week? Did they no, get their they second didn't. win? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh man. Hey, thanks for calling in, Tracy, and we we want you to call in again before before the next couple of weeks. Okay, yeah, I'll be sure to tune in next week. Hey, right. thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. Hey, no problem. Y'all have a good one. All right, we'll All do right, it. Thank you. Thank you, man. Now, now before we now before we go to break, DK, we need this. It's, it's December. It's late in the season. It's, it's showtime, time, baby. It's to showtime. Separate the contenders from the pretenders. I'm digging so it. So when we come back to uh, next to the, to the to, on the next break, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some of the teams who showed themselves as being pretenders. And then we're going to look at the real bona fide contenders for that Super Bowl stretch. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Hey, man, it's going to be, uh, this is going to be a good one. So uh, come back right after these messages. We got to pay some bills, and we'll be right back after these messages. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old-school, in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's more than a sports show. Tune in every Friday for End of the Bench with Tony Bowie. Tony knows and does it all. Whether it's sports, business, or politics, the discussion all comes to focus in one place. You'll hear from the personalities as well as the everyday people, each bringing their own perspective to the discussion. 
This is a weekly forum that you'll want to be a part of. End of the Bench with Tony Bowie airs live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on. It will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news. Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck. A no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman. Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross we want to hear from you now call in with your comments questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com now back to the show Welcome back. We are starting our second segment here at Voice America from Under the Helmet with Coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard here. We are talking about our contenders and pretenders of uh, each one of our divisions in the NFL. And you know what, man? It's uh, We have... The Philadelphia Eagles is at the top of the NFC East. And, uh, you know, they, they had a decent game against the Cowboys. The, the Cowboys bringing up the rear in that division with, with, uh, Washington Redskins and the Giants playing tonight against the Vikings. But, uh, tell me about that division. Uh, is the, is the Phila- Philadelphia, are they contenders or they're pretenders? They are definitely contenders. Anytime you have Michael Vick. And uh, the type of fast, quick strike offense that they have uh, and and a pressure defense that can create turnovers when it gets to playoff times and you roll the dice three times, Philly could end up in the the driver's seat. Now, we also have the Giants who have to uh, keep pace with them. Right, uh, right. They they both have – uh, uh, pretty tough schedules coming down the stretch, so that's that still remains to be seen. But I still say, I say Philly is a contender, and the New York Giants are pretenders. Okay, well, yeah, okay, well, if you th- say so, if uh, uh, barring no injuries, you know that this is the time of the year that everyone is nobody's playing uh, without any injuries. Everybody's nicked up, cut up, beat up. It's all kind of up going on. But you got you have to know what is an injury and what is nicked up because at this point of the, uh, of the season, nobody, I mean nobody, is is playing uh, totally healthy. You That's you got right. some kind of ailment going on a sprained ankle, but are you making a business a business decision or are you are you ready to play some football? That's how you find out. Uh also we got Chicago let's talk about the Bears. Man, we no were, Bears. featured the Bears Man. last week and boy, New England came to town and 
gave them a whooping right at home in the cold. Yeah, sure uh, did. And boy, that has to move the Bears into pretender state, in the pretender category, <laughs> and move the New England Patriots prime, primely as an actually the favorite right now to win the Super Bowl when you look at the wins that they've had on their schedule. Yes, you know, I I can't believe they went out there and just laid a goose egg like that. But you know what? Sometimes that cold it, that 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 cold weather make a it, it make one out of you if you if you don't uh, man up yeah, and well. go going out there and strap it up tight and and, and go out there and, and and bear the elements. And you know what? I, I, what I saw from the New England Patriots, they they kept the feet up under them. They didn't do any uh, any extra as far as overextending themselves for uh, as far as their strides and or and or um uh, uh just not just not overextending themselves uh too much for as far as uh, physical physicality out there on the field well bill Belichick has to give credit for forcing uh the bears into several turnovers and that was a, that was the deciding factor and tom brady you can't give he's an assassin now he's yeah. he's one of the best of all time so you give him too many chances he's going to turn the lights out he won't be kicking field goals he'll be scoring touchdowns yeah you sp- you talking about turn out the lights the party's over dandy don hey man dandy don man oh rest in peace my brother Boy, those monday night days were some good days those were some good days with old dandy sound. don you said uh, turn out the lights that just flashed me right to dandy <laughs> Don, I'm, well, we sure hate we lost a good one from uh, from the Monday Night Football from Dandy Don. Uh. Well, how about the Atlanta Falcons? Also, with the best record in football, only two losses, they have to be looking like one of the most balanced teams. Are you you still not you still not sold on Atlanta DK? You know what, man? I'm so. Did you see the running game? That now that's what's really starting to pull have me pull the straw out and start drinking some of that Atlanta Kool Aid because they. <laughs> the, the, hey, you well, know they commit to running the they ball. They have committed to running the ball, and that big legged Turner boy, he sure knows how to how to rev that rev it up and get it going. And uh, I, I just really, you know, I love that running game, big fella. Yes, sir. That's called a snob knocker. And then we have the New Orleans Saints right on their heels with only three losses. And they're just people are not really talking about the Saints, but they're the defending Super Bowl champions. They got Reggie Bush health, uh, Reggie Bush coming back, getting healthy. And that team, uh, you can't count them. They're another team that they get hot in the playoffs. Uh, you know, uh, they could be right back holding up the Lombardi Trophy again. That's what makes it interesting in that uh, NFC South is uh, the, the, the New Orleans Saints are starting to get healthy. They're getting a whole lot of guys back healthy, such as Reggie Bush and uh, that top Tight end, uh, uh, that tight end from the New York, that, that trade from the New York Giants. Shocky, Shocky is coming back, getting healthy. When he's healthy, and, yeah, when, when he's, he's healthy. healthy, right. So they have a lot of young talent that is coming back and getting healthy late in the year, and this could could be a, a big challenge down there in the South. Well, Tampa Bay is another team that could sl- slide into the playoffs with uh, the way some of the other teams like Green Bay are playing. Green Bay uh, is has to be considered. A, a pretender with the yeah. loss that they had to the Detroit Lions yeah. at home, which and and only not even just scoring one touchdown. I don't. I really didn't understand that, but that's the way it happens in yeah. the NFL and an improving up. an improving Detroit Lion team. And then we're gonna say congratulations to Mike Singletary and the San Francisco 49ers for putting a big win uh, uh, up yesterday. They they scored a lot of points yesterday, and Seattle. 
St. Louis. Let's just keep going, man. Let's move to the <laughs> let's move to the AFC. Man, and let's you. start talking about the the Jets. Now, do you consider the Jets after losing to Miami with one with a with a third string quarterback? Mm-mm-mm. Not able to score more than they're another team like Green Bay. I just don't understand what happened. Well, they did not make a commitment towards that running game, and they put everything in the in the hands of of that second year quarterback Sanchez out of the, uh, out of Trojan Land, USC, and uh, he, he didn't deliver. He, he turned the ball over and caused uh, you know this is the time of the year. Uh, every possession is uh, is crucial this time of the year. You you have to value each possession, and it's uh, it's this the the dash for the cash right now. Everybody trying to make a playoff run and get in the playoffs this time of year and position themselves. And uh, turning the ball over is one of the things you cannot do at this time of the year, big fella. Well, when you lose and you have your you even have an assistant coach helping you out on the sidelines. Mm. <laughs> we had the strength coach. I don't know if you if you all seen the the replay where the guy yeah. stuck his knee out to a guy. I mean that's des- that's that's signs of desperation mm-hmm. right there. And Rex Ryan is about to turn this thing around. They did a lot of talking on the off season. They're stacked with talent. It's just no reason that they should be losing to a team like Miami this late in the season. We got Kansas City uh, also a pretender uh, trying to hold on to the Western Division of the AFC with San Diego. And then we saw Oakland lose a. Tough one down the stretch to a surprising Jacksonville. Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, their big fella is a team that's running the football. They're not putting the ball in David Girard's hands to make plays. And they've been rewarded with Maurice Jones, Drew. And I tell you, I saw the last week. I've been watching them play. And at the end of the games, you know he's going to get the ball. Mm-hmm. And they let you know he's going to get the ball. But nobody have seems to be able to stop it thus far. So they can mess around and go a long way in the playoffs also, yes. uh, you know, yes, with that, that running game. Yeah, that running game, once again, here we go. We, we, we're talking about the running game where he, the possessions are very key and you have a low turnover ratio, and the young man is running the ball well. And uh, that pocket Hercules is something special. And he's just wonderful to watch. Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. And I want to say uh, I, I like this. You know, we both uh, grew up in the, on the Raiders and 49ers, and I like to say that uh, we're happy to see Darren McFadden finally showing up yeah, yeah. and coming out there making an impact uh, as he did in over at Arkansas, Arkansas. when he came out. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad. I am so glad that that young man is doing the thing, man. He is doing an awesome job with that. Mm-hmm. So now, big fella, I want to know at this point what your thoughts are on who you who would you pick right now to go to the Super Bowl? If you had to pick two teams right now, who would you pick to go to the Super Bowl? Well, I would have to take a strong look. I have to take a real strong look in the NFC. I would have to give the nod to the – Man, it just hurts my heart to say it. Good <laughs> Go Lord. ahead. We, we just, got, I'm, I'm CPR trained, so go ahead. <laughs> it just hurt my heart to say it, but I would have to give the nod to the 
Atlanta Falcons. I, I'm drinking a whole lot of that Kool-Aid because they got that Two weeks ago, I couldn't get you to take a sip. Now you're drinking the whole oh, cup. I'm drinking the whole cup of that Atlanta because they, they got that balance attack. You talked about that earlier. And, you know, um, we have a situation down there also with uh, with New Orleans. New Orleans is, is starting to get healthy, and that's going to be something special. We're going to have to watch down the stretch. Now, in the AFC, i got to give the nod to the New England Patriots because they're playing phenomenal ball. They're balance attack and uh, – uh, man, you can't shake the man, uh, uh, Brady. You can't shake him. Well, Brady's a great ball player. Belichick's a great coach. Mm-hmm. They got some of the best spies in the industry. And watch out now. <laughs> watch out. Uh, don't, don't put that but out there. I am going to go, and I might take some flack from it from Browns fans, but I'm going to go with Mike Tomlin. And the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Steelers, mm-hmm. because of their big play capability on defense, and I also kind of like the Baltimore Ravens, but they just don't seem to be able to get things put together with that roster that they have. And Ozzie Newsom put, keep put, keeps putting together a great uh, cast of characters for them to work with, with for John Harbaugh, but they don't seem to be able to get over the hump. So I'm going to go with the team that has been there before, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl champion, uh, Mike Tomlin, who, who followed Bill Cowher, I think they're going to be back, and they're going to find a way in that second meeting if they meet New England to be able to, to, to go to the Super Bowl. So I think New Orleans, I'm going to call out New Orleans and the Pittsburgh Steelers okay, to meet okay. in the next I'm going to mark that down, big fella. Mark it down. I'm going to mark, mark, mark that down, brother, because you, hey, you, you better get ready and stay ready, okay? All right. All right. Now, when we come back, we will be talking about – our college football segment, and we're gonna we're gonna also we're gonna we're gonna uh, push that 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 college football segment back and talk about the Arizona Cardinals a little bit because we are in Phoenix, oh, and yeah. we'll do that right after these words on from under the helmet. Bang. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old-school, in-your-face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. 
never be satisfied. Let that be a lesson you take away from Double Time with Double D, featuring businessman and former NFL star Dave Duerson. We'll talk about the NFL with special focuses on the game itself, and Double D will take your calls and answer your emails live on the show. It's not Football 101, but rather an in-depth look in the locker room, on the field, away from the field, and opening up the mind of the player. The program will also feature positive messages. So tune in to Double Time with Double D, Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. are listening to from under the helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144 or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Voice America with Coach Al Gross and Derek Kennard here at from Under the Helmet, and we're coming back here with the Cardinals. And uh, you know, the Cardinals put together a a convincing win yesterday at the uh, University of Phoenix Stadium, and they've done an awesome job of of uh, kicking a whole bunch of field goals. And um, what else you see out there that they did well yesterday, uh, as far as the Cardinals? Did you see that new quarterback? Uh, that that the rookie quarterback, uh, did they find a quarterback of the future? What do you think, Coach? No, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far <laughs> and say they found a quarterback of the future. But the young Skelton, uh, there's been a red Skelton sight- sighting after all these years back in the NFL. Uh, he came in and did an admirable job. He showed a lot of poise uh, in that game. Yes, he did. And uh, we have to say that this, when you lose seven in a row, uh, some of the best medicine is is to come into town would be the Denver Broncos, who just fired their coach last week. And uh, I want to just say that uh, so there's a few teams out there, big fella, that got their – they got three more games, but they got their bags packed, ready to go back to where they <laughs> ever they really live. Uh, they might not be living in Denver. Denver's one of them. Uh, we also saw the kicker have a career game with a record number of field goals, and he scored a touchdown on a fake field goal, which uh, was really exciting to yes, see a did. kicker score. And he looked pretty doggone good. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if uh, Hightower keeps fumbling, who had a great game himself, 140-something yards. If he keeps fumbling, maybe maybe Mr. Feely might get some time in the backfield. Well, you know, uh, Feely, Feely uh, he, he, did, he did a wonderful job kicking the ball yesterday, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far as far as putting him in the backfield like that. Yeah, that I'm would, that, stretching that. You're stretching that a bit. <laughs> we need to see Benny Wells show up. Then. Benny Wells uh, out of Ohio State, he needs to start start showing up and 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 putting up some numbers. He he hasn't put up put up any numbers uh, since. Well, you tough here. on you tough on Albini, huh? Well, you know what? Uh, he was sick <clears throat> for the game, so. Well, he had a stomach flu, and you know, uh, Michael Jordan played with a stomach flu on a number of occasions, and he had games of uh, some of the some of the highlights of his life. He made posters out of some folks. You know, <laughs> he went out there with a diaper on and put it on him, man. He, <laughs> I mean, you 
We're talking about some toughness. Come on now. This football. Let's get ready to rock and roll, baby. Well, we want to congratulate the Cardinals on their win. And, you know, it's always better. In this, in, in whatever town you're living in, the team wins. It just seems like it's easier to go to work, and people are in a much better mood. And you are out at the Cardinals uh, uh, golf tournament to DK today, playing uh, a little golf, uh, celebrity golf, and uh, with a lot of the former golf, Cardinal greats. Uh, talk about that a little bit. How was it? Was it a good time out there today? Eighty yes. degrees. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we had um, we had Michael Bidwell spoke for a moment at the end there there at the at the uh, at the ceremony at the at the banquet at the end of the golf tournament today, and he spoke about how we had uh, uh, got a victory. Of course, they were so happy to have a victory finally after they haven't had a win since October tenth. Man, that's that's a long time to go without a win, big fella. Mm. And, so it's uh, it's been a couple of months. So here it is. They got a win. They're happy to get uh, get a win, and uh, and also with that new quarterback uh, that's come aboard, uh, Mr. Skelton. Skelton is doing. You know, he's he's had a lot of poise, and he spoke about that. And is and they they feel good and confident that they seem to uh, to have stumbled upon a quarterback that may be a quarterback of the future here with the Cardinals. Well, now. The Cardinals are in position now with the record not looking too good. There's a few teams out there that need quarterbacks really, really bad. I would classify the Cardinals as being one of them. Right. And we have Cam Newton uh, and a few other top quarterback prospects coming out. Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about Cam Newton and his and his runaway Heisman Trophy uh success this year Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody that threw for over 2,500 yards passing Mm -hmm. and also ran for 1,400 yards rushing yes he did and the man is six foot six 250 pounds and can really move his feet how would you see the him fitting in with the Cardinals here in the Phoenix I think he would fit in uh, just uh, very well here with the Cardinals. He would do an, aw- an awesome job coming in and, 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 and being a threat to run the ball as well as the pass because <clears throat> he does both effectively. So you have to really uh, look at this kid as a, a mid to late round uh, first rounder coming in. That's what he's projected at right now. And you got to look at that and say, hey, that, that this is maybe a, a high possibility for the Cardinals to grab this young man and in the draft, but he could also go and ooh and ah all these scouts at these at the NFL combines and at the uh, blue and gray uh, game that he's going to be participating in later on next senior month. Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Senior Bowl and all that stuff is coming up, so you got to. You know, uh, this is an opportunity for all the young talent to come out and, and, and to improve their stock once they get out there and, uh, and, and, and show themselves. Well, I don't think there's anything else he needs to do. Uh, he's, he's got a sound throwing mo- motion. He, mm-hmm. You know, he's got all the intangibles, you know. Uh, I, I doubt very seriously if he's going to be another Jamarcus Russell. His dad's a, a preacher and his dad, you know, he's been, you know, two, yeah, two yeah. parent family and well, you know, well raised, well spoken. Yes, I don't yes. think he'll be any mink coats in the, in Louisiana <laughs> up on any balconies or anything like that with the upbringing like that. So I feel pretty good about him. Then you have the, the guy, the kid Luck over at Stanford, who yeah. they say is even the better quarterback prospect for the and when you're talking about transition into the pro game than Cam Newton. Uh, that's another possibility for some of these teams that are are, are quarterback starved looking for the franchise quarterbacks 
Uh, that's going to be a pretty interesting uh, offseason to see who's going to be aggressive, to move up and give away some picks or do whatever that needs to be done to uh, get a quarterback for the future because we got a few of them out there. And we look at uh, the difference it makes in St. Louis with yes, uh, Sam Bradford, who right. I really li- I really like him uh, as a quarterback prospect, uh, who passed up his junior year and sure. ended up getting hurt in his senior year. Yeah. And he almost didn't become the first-round pick, but thank, thank goodness that he did get the surgery and everything came out fine. Or he didn't lose millions and millions of dollars by dropping in the stock. So well, uh, we got well. Let's take a step back here. Are we? Are, are you considering uh, Cam Newton coming out into the NFL draft? Or you think it's uh, absurd for him to stay in the school? Uh, you know, is this is this it for him? Is or is he coming back to uh, Auburn and and bring back them another national championship opportunity next year? Well, if he's my son. <laughs> you take the money that they're throwing out there right now at the first round draft choices and and we don't really know what's going to happen with the collective bargaining agreement if he sits out another year and there's a rookie salary cap that comes into play he's going to lose out on a tremendous amount of uh uh you know uh Dollars right, right. when it comes to coming out. Now, if you stay in college and you get injured, big fella, you know this is a business. Yes, yes. And a guy with a hurt shoulder or a broken, uh, torn up knee is going to fall in the drafts. As no matter how you want to slice it, if you're able to go first, second, if you're able to go top ten and you're a junior, there's really no reason for you to go out. You can pay for your own school. You can go education. There's sure. been several guys that go back and do, do it. It's not like when we played back in the day where you you weren't making as much as, as, as disparity between the, the average income and the Ball players' income is way f- uh, distance from the average person as it, it is as it is now. So sure. I would say go ahead and do it. Nice, nice. Well, you know you are correct about that. Uh, his stock is high this year. He could uh, do do similar to uh, a young man uh, named Taylor Mays. His stock was up as a junior, and he did not come out. And uh, he could have he could have came out and, and been a top a top two or three pick uh, his junior year. But he ended up staying. He went in his uh, I think. He went in the late in the he second went in the round. Second round uh, to, to the San Francisco Forty Nineers. Yes, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Well, hey, we got this. Uh, we got this luck. Uh, this luck kid up in uh, Stanford. Yes. This guy is polished. He's well groomed. He's ready to roll. He's, he does well in front of the media. He is ready to come out. He, is he a senior or a junior coming He's out? a junior also. Actually, he may even be a redshirt sophomore, but because you have three years out of high school, you're eligible for the NFL draft. And his dad, I played against his dad when his dad played at Houston. Uh, he played back behind Warren Moon in that run and shoot offense, which is highly sophisticated, is a highly sophisticated offense, which pretty much everybody's running it now with a back in the backfield. They call it the spread now, spread, which right. was another version of the run and shoot, short, quick passes, and and uh, you do it like you, you know, that's how they they operate now. It's the same same game. There's only eleven guys on the football field. Absolutely. They just change it around every few years, right. And call it something else. But do you think he's polished enough to to take on these NFL? 
defenses that's sending all the blitz packages that they send to these young quarterbacks that 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 have to raise their maturity level to to operate on the cool a cool environment uh, uh, for uh, in his head, but but with a hostile people coming at him. Is he can is he ready for that? Well, you never know until a guy gets under the under the fire under fire. But we do see players like the guy down in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see uh, the guy Sam Bradford handling yes. the blitz. You know, it just depends on the individual, and that's where that's why they don't pay me. They pay the scouts to go out there, and they pay millions of sure. dollars to find out sure. if this guy sure. can or not. They got the test and everything. Nice, nice. But, you know, I, I do think the guy is polished. I do believe he's ready to come out, and he should come out as well. And um, as the scouts say in the NFL, this guy, this kid is polished, ready to go, and uh, he has that he has that beautiful mind. He's, uh, he's definitely ready to come out into the NFL. Yes, and when we come back, we'll get into our last segment before we – before we end the show, and we'll talk about two Monday night games How about this that? week. Right back on From Under the Helmet. Yes, sir. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we. We cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, is here for you, the fan, to hear about and discuss the week's top stories in the world of sports. We'll discuss not only the headliners, but you'll hear some of the smaller stories that don't usually make it on the sports wires today. It's a forum for the sports fan, hosted by Joe Cribbs, a three-time pro bowler with the Buffalo Bills. Joe is a 10-year pro football veteran, a former Southeastern Conference most valuable player, and a member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Discuss the topics with Joe Cribbs, No Average Joe, Mondays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Entrepreneurial Insights is your weekly excursion into the world of business ownership. Presented by Sunbelt Business Brokers, the leading business brokerage and intermediary firm in the world, Entrepreneurial Insights will examine critical issues that impact both existing and prospective business owners. If you own or want to own a small business, listen for Entrepreneurial Insights with John Davies, Pino Boccianello, and Matt Ottaway. Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from under the helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You 
are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and Coach Al Gross. And we have two Monday night ball games tonight. We have the New York Giants, the G-Men, facing the Vikings. And right now at the, uh, I believe we're in the two, the second quarter and the Giants are up seven to three. And boy, what type of matchups do we have here with Brett Favre being out of the lineup today? And, uh, you know, it, <laughs> You know, here it is. Uh, now it's a thirteen-three, and uh, the 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 Giants is up. Uh, t- uh, they're up ten points on on the Vikings and uh, and the Ravens. Uh, of course, we have that matchup with the Ravens against the Houston Texans. Coach Al Gross, you know, back with the Giants and um, them uh, chasing them chasing the uh, 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 Philadelphia Eagles for that NFC East. What do you think about them uh, against the Vikings tonight? Uh, what do you think? Well, they got a distinct advantage because it's really not a home game for the Minnesota Vikings with that Metrodome uh, getting all that snow yeah. and caving in. Did you see that big? Yeah, big I, I, I did get a, t- a chance to see that. How that it looked surreal uh, that thing just caving in <laughs> with all the snow coming <laughs> into the stadium. That's <laughs> Look, wild. that's like somebody trying to hold you up with a sheet. Oh, <laughs> come on, man! That ain't gonna work, brother. <laughs> ain't gonna work. Yeah. Bust right through. <laughs> yeah, you bust right through that, man. Come on, man. But, but uh, we not, we have the Giants who are in a race, and then we have the Minnesota Vikings. We're going to find out how good of a motivator Leslie Frazier is yeah. and how they're going to call the game for Tavares Jackson. Are they going to be real conservative? You have really nothing to lose, and I'm, I'm a little fed up with these co- uh, coordinators calling these conservative games like the Jets did with the, and the Browns and their offensive coordinators. It's time to open the ball game up and let these quarterbacks fail because your veteran quarterbacks, are, he's gonna, he can't throw any more than sometimes with Brett Favre throws two and three, so just open it up and see if you can win a ball game to uh, solidify your job for next year. If I'm, right. That's what I'm thinking if I'm Leslie Frazier. And then as far as the Ravens and the Texans, that's an offense, a good offense with one of the leading rushers, Arian Foster right. and uh, Matt Schaub and, 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 and uh and they're, and they're passing the tag going against one of the stronger defenses with Ray Lewis and the Ravens. And Ed Reed, they have Ed Reed back. So they have capability of making turnovers and then to exploiting that Texans defense. So that's what I see. And well, well, well let, don't, don't get too, uh, too far ahead of me on this. I want to go back to the Giants and Viking, uh, the, the, the Giants and Viking game where you have, uh, the Giants, uh, you know, they, they're, they're starting to get healthy again and they want to contend for that NFC East. And then you have the Vikings. Where you lost your quarterback uh, to that shoulder injury, his throwing shoulder. Do you bring the legend back after he's uh, a week or two after he gets uh, lick his wounds? And the streak is over. Two hundred ninety-seven games is over. Let's get past it. And you're building towards the future of your ball club. What do you do as a as a head coach or a general manager? Do you put it in Mr. Jackson's hands and say, you know what, man, this is your ball club. Let's get this thing rolling uh building for the future of next year as you you being our guy come on do you think 
that they're going to bring this young man back, the uh, 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 not the young man, the old man back, to come in there and finish out the season once he heals up in a week or two? Or do you think they're going to keep Jackson in there building for the future of the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, what do you think about that, Coach Al Gross? Well, you know, you, you need, it's time for Brett Favre to go ahead and rest. After the hit that he took and the bounty punishment that he's put on his body over the years, I'm just I'm a little worried about how he's going to be able to cope 10 years from now. So it's all gravy now. But what about 10 years from now? And he really has nothing to prove. No, he doesn't. Uh, he's been a one he's going to be one of the named as one of the top 5 quarterbacks of all time in my opinion, and his love of the game is going to always be remembered and uh and so it's just time to let him, you know, enjoy the last three weeks, do the interviews, and get ready to go on TV and pick up a microphone because he's gone from playing. But I'm sure we'll be hearing more from Brett Favre because he's got a wealth of knowledge and he's able to share some things over 20 years of playing football. That's uh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, though, but I'm not sure if we've seen the last of Brett Favre because, you know, he loves the limelight. He loves the attention he gets. He loves the controversy that he stirs when he when he puts himself in those type of situations. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, just, uh, it's, just, it's just tough to see him go down like that, you know? Well, I don't think, well, you know, Childress isn't there to go ask him to come back next year, so I don't see any reason for him to be to be playing anymore this year and uh I think uh, you'll be seeing a lot of you'll be hearing a lot of information over the next 2 days about uh Brett Favre and his situation. So let's just see how it plays out. Well, now, well, no, who's going to be the coach next year there at the Minnesota Vikings? Well, I hope they give Frazier a chance. He's been uh he's interviewed for several jobs over the last few years uh and he's not been chosen. He's been in line. He's in he's right there in Minnesota. The owners uh, have shown some interest in going ahead and giving him the job. Uh, wow. They have a, a good, you know, a good nucleus of, of players there. They have a good, strong defense, and Adrian Peterson is also always a guy that you can give the ball. He's a home run hitter. If you build around that and mess around and get you, uh, I would get an insurance quarterback though, because we still don't know how Tavares Jackson is going to pan out on a 12, 16 week season. So I would I would be- definitely go out and get some insurance at quarterback. Okay, okay. Well, that I wouldn't. I, I'm not drinking too much of that Kool Aid with you uh, keeping that uh, keeping Frazier as the the head coach. Uh, they they just testing the waters with him to see how he's going to be able to handle this ball club from from here on out towards towards the end of the season. I believe they're gonna they're gonna test the waters too to see who's coming and who who may be available at, at the end of the season. No doubt. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know what? <clears throat> it's that time. Where we're we're at the conclusion of the show, and we have we have these two ball clubs uh, playing tonight, the Ravens and Texans. We don't have a score; it's still zero zero. Uh, they 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 just they just started the first quarter, and uh, you know we still zero zero. And with the Minnesota Vikings and the Giants, uh, the Giants are up fourteen three, and uh, you know. I I believe the G-Man is going to pull this victory out uh, with Minnesota unless uh, Jackson is able to able to uh, rally the troops and uh, maybe start doing some things with his legs as well as uh, uh, keeping him honest by by using his arm. What do you think, Coach Al? Yep, I think the, I think the Giants have to be favored in this game. They have a little more to play for. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Uh, we're looking at that. And, uh, and also we want to add – 
we was talking about the contenders and the pretenders. I want to put if the if the if the Ravens win tonight, they got to be seen as a contender. Okay. We thought that the Texans were going to make their move this year, uh, had a promising season. And I'm going to predict that Gary Kubiak is going to get let go down in Houston because this is the fourth year they've milled around at 8-8, eight and eight and they brought in a lot of talent for him to work with. So uh, we're going to put the Texans in the pretenders list with Green Bay and the Jets and a few of those other teams. And we look forward to uh, those two teams uh, uh, have finishing the season out uh, strong. Well, you know what's interesting about what you said about Kubiak down there in Texans? Yeah, he has... He has a possible situation of going to the Denver Broncos because they were looking really closely at bringing him down to the to the to Denver as their head coach. Uh, he's go, he's one of the yes. consideration considerations down there in Denver or up there in Denver and mile high and uh, to, to to lead those troops down there and in, uh, in Denver. And uh, if they let him go, that's going to be a win win situation for the Denver Broncos. Well, you know, that is, a, that is a good possibility because he has been there for a long time with Shanahan. He was uh, trying, they tried to lure him out a few times before and he decided to stay with uh, Mike Shanahan. And Mike Shanahan, boy, is he having a tough time over in, uh, in Washington. But as we get ready to wrap up here uh, on another Monday night show, we want to thank all the all our listeners for listening in Absolutely. and DK thank you uh for for uh another show oh, yeah. and we oh, want to yeah. we want to give a plug to Hitman Sports Training www.hitmansportstraining.com and DK yeah i want to say it's, uh put a hit out there for for uh, uh Man, I'm <laughs> marriage mission and uh, blueprint education, and also uh, Pro Edge Performance. ProEdgePerformance.com. That's uh, my, that's DK Junior. Derek Kennard Junior. He has a he has a athletic program that he works kids out and and get people in shape, and he has a Christmas program that he has out for you. So look him up on ProEdgePerformance.com. Thank you for enjoying the show, and please come back to join us next week from Under the Helmet with Coach Al Gross and Derek. Kennard. Thank you, baby. Thanks for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from Under the Helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.